what we get from the internet largely is information and that we have to we have to go through a process mm-hmm. in order to kind of transform that information into knowledge and wisdom and that tra- and that process mm-hmm. involves a lot more than just access to information we we in our culture in in american culture uh, are so used to everything being a transaction we're so we're so used to everything like if we want to drive we have to pay for gas if we want to go from if we want to you know if we want to to get food we have to we have to use Everything is a transaction. And relationships are transactional too. Exactly. And we and think about, oh, is this person going to help my business? Right, exactly. Is this person going to bring me connections so I can, right. you know, get to somewhere else? Right. If you think, if it's like almost everything in our life is a transaction. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Think, imagine, imagine if, if you could have, you could have a relationship with another person that was, that had no transaction. It was not. It was not about you giving something so that you could get something in return. It was just like it was just you could just depend on it being there regardless. It's an amazing thing. Doctor King basically risked everything because of his belief in the human spirit and in selfless love. Um, and he was, you know, and he was, he ended up giving his life for that. Um, but uh, in, in, as a result, a lot of social change happened that mm. might not have otherwise have, have happened. And then we're still, we're still working towards the change that he envisioned. Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Chanan Zhao. And today I'm very fortunate to be joined with Mark Koyama, a seven-year religion and English teacher here and also taught writing in UMass before. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Chan. I'm very excited. So um, let's get straight into it, shall we? Sure. The first question is, what is your why? Or what makes your life meaningful? What gives you purpose? I'm starting to see why the name of this podcast is The Bigger Picture. <laughs> it is The Bigger Picture. Yeah, getting straight to the yeah, point. Getting straight to the bigger picture. Yeah. <laughs> what is my why? Yeah. yeah. What is your uh, bigger picture? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, first of all, I like the way that that um, the way that you ask the question. You don't say, what is the bigger picture? But you say, what is your bigger picture? You don't mm-hmm. say, what is the why? But your why, right? Yeah, so exactly. So it's a very, very specific thing, right? It's specific to you. Right. Um, I look back at my life and I realize that many of the things that I'm kind of naturally talented at that I just Mm. can kind of do without thinking, Mm -hmm. um, involve, uh, being with people and Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, creating community. Um, and, um, so whether that be, you mm-hmm. know, family. Fa- family obviously is the is the most intimate community that you that we have in mm-hmm. our in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know, obviously, you make you create community with friends and with um, 
and with colleagues at work and things like that. But then mm-hmm. there comes a there comes a point in in your life also, uh, or at least in my life, there has come, there was there has come a point in my life where um, uh, I create community with uh, people like students, mm-hmm. for example, and. Um, so I think that, uh, so this phrase creating community has always been something that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who like, you know, I like to have people around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like there to be kind of the sound of, of life around me, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, I prefer, you know, the, the dining table to be, to have a lot of noise around it and the, you know, the yeah, kitchen is kind of the center of the, of the house, you know, that kind of definitely, thing. Definitely. Um, so those are, those are, uh, feelings that I have that are kind of at the core of who I am, I think, um, in terms of, uh, what, what is my why? Like I, I like to, I like to have people around, mm-hmm. um, which is not to say that I don't, I don't, Enjoy also solitude. enjoy solitude. Yeah, I do. I do also enjoy solitude, especially mm-hmm. um, when I'm uh, by myself in the woods or by the ocean. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing is is deeply meaningful peace, yeah. to me. Definitely. Um, but the um, but I think if I look back, a lot of the commonality um, in a lot of the work that I've done has been about community and about. Um, uh, helping people to feel com- comfortable, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, in community, and also at some time, sometimes also um, uh, being the uh, person who provokes a certain amount of um, uh, challenge as well to people to um, get them to think more deeply about uh, the challenges that face us uh, in our uh, contemporary life. Mm. So is that why you chose to become an English teacher? How did that come about, by the way? Yeah, it's is interesting. That, has that always been something that you wanted to do, or it just sort of came along? Kind of a little bit of both, yeah. Mm. It, 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 it is something that I've always wanted to do, but I but it was also something that kind of came along, you mm. know? I, I'm, I feel quite fortunate in that regard. Um, um, in the meantime also pursued a different professional um, angle, and that was that I also um, pursued uh, the, um, to the, the, the trajectory of becoming a minister, a Christian mm-hmm. minister, mm-hmm. which was something that kind of came along late in my life and was something that kind of surprised me a little bit. So I, can't, mm-hmm. I, became, a, I became a minister and, um, and also... Mm-hmm. had the opportunity to uh found a found out that I had the opportunity to maybe do some teaching here at NMH at the same time. Mm. So it all kind of came together at the same time. Mm, um, interesting. And at that point when I initially started here I was teaching in the religion department. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the religious studies department and um then uh eventually uh you know I I, I approached uh, John Corgan, who was then the department chair in the English department, and mm-hmm. I just let kind of let him know I was I was having lunch at the at alumni hall, and I said, mm. "By the way, you know, I have I have 
the credentials to be able to teach in the English department as well if you're if you ever need anyone. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, send me your just give me your resume and I'll just keep it on my desk." And that's what I did. And when he needed somebody, I was there for him. So interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of community, like you mentioned before about building community, that's one thing you would love to do. Why is having good community so important? Why do you think communities are so important? It's critically important. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think especially these days it's it's profoundly important because um, we ha- there are a lot of cultural influences in our lives um, that are increasingly making us more and more uh, isolated and fragmented in our lives. Um, and, you know, this is true for, for all of us. Um, it's much, if you, if you think about it, it's much easier to sit on the couch and watch Netflix than it is to engage with other people. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a lot easier to do that mm-hmm. and watch, you know? And so, um, these days with, uh, technology as it is, um, and with, uh, and with, you know, getting into a car by yourself and driving around, this is, I do a lot of that, right? I do a lot of spending a lot of time by myself in the car. Um, and then, uh, so a lot of us in this culture find ourselves alone a lot of the time, isolated a lot of the time. And it's mm-hmm. ironic, right? Because there's so many people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we do, and and a lot of it is because it's just really a lot easier to to live our lives that way, and a lot more entertaining a lot of the time to just just do something that fulfills that void really quickly. Mm. Um, and when you are in when you are in community with other people, um, one of the inevitable things that happens is you get into disagreements, hmm. and disagreements are difficult right they're a pain Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. nobody wants to nobody wants to deal with disagreements Mm -hmm. but um if you're not if you're not able to be together Mm -hmm. and see beyond your disagreements and be able to find ways around them and Mm -hmm. and talk around them if you're not able to make eye contact with another human being um you lose a lot of the social skills which are so crucial to um to just being a loving person in this world and um and having empathy for other people who are not like yourself Mm -hmm. um so i think the ability to just be in community in spite of the difficulty of being in community Mm -hmm. is something that is just a incredibly crucial uh crucially important skill for 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 everyone um Mm -hmm. and it's one that is that is um continuing to be threatened by the nature of our our technology yeah i mean i totally agree with you for example with technology with phones nowadays Mm -hmm. we it's it's actually funny that you uh that it's actually funny to to notice it around like we see i see people that are physically together they might be for example roommates or or just or just sitting in a dining hall table together but then they're in distant worlds on on their digital technology right i think that's really harming the sort of social connections Mm -hmm. with people and 
And why do you think this need of connection is so important, though? Because, like you said, it's very easy to just sort of separate yourself with and then just do whatever you want. But then why do you think it's so important to have a good social connection? Well, think about like, you know, when when you're when you're born, when a, when a child, is, when an infant is born, the first thing that 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 happens when an infant is born is they go to their mother's breast, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, because that's the first thing. If they if they want to be nourished, if they want to survive, the first thing that they need to do is they need to to make a connection mm-hmm. with another human being. Right? Yeah, that's that's the first thing they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so and and we um, as human beings, we have these fantastically enormous heads, right? Like when we, when we're, when, as, as infants, when we're, when we're born, our heads are like the same size as our bodies. I mean, they're just <laughs> enormous heads, right? So, so that, what, th- what that means is that in order for us to survive at all as creatures, we need to depend on another creature to, to, to hold our heads up so that we don't, we don't fall, break, down. Yeah, yeah. fall down and break our necks. So like human connection is not just a luxury it's completely essential for our survival Mm. and like and so we so and yet what we're what we what we do Mm -hmm. um because of the nature of our technology is um we we have we seem to have kind of forgotten Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, that the most crucial connection that we have is the connection that we have with each other, and um, mm. and and it's because our technology is just incredibly uh, distracting. It's and, and it's really it's really good at doing that, right? It's yeah. really good at distracting us, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we see what we see with you. You see, like like you know, and I and I and I do it myself. Like like there are times when my wife and I we'll go out for a date night and we'll spend like, you know, a bunch of money going to a fancy restaurant. And then we'll suddenly realize that we're both sitting at this fancy restaurant table, like each looking at our own phone. And it's like, it's ridiculous. You know, like we just spent all this money to be together and we're like sitting there like on our own phones, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Right. And that kind of thing happens all the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember, you know, I remember seeing, you know, groups of friends together. I mean, you see this at NMH all the time, all groups the time. of friends sitting together and they're all like on their own phones, right? Yeah, that's what, yeah, and, exactly. And um, so, so it's almost like any interaction that we have at all now is kind of mediated by this, by this technology. And mm-hmm. like, actually you and I right now, we're like, you and I, we're like looking at looking at each other in the eye, right? Yeah. And like that, that is a skill. <laughs> that is, a it skill. is a skill. It's like n- not everybody can do that. Really. Yeah. So, what do you think the difference between interacting with face to face versus interacting with digi- digital media is? Mm-hmm. What What is your take on that? Well, you remember the you remember COVID, right? You remember yeah. when we were taking classes? You remember when on we Zoom. took classes on Zoom? Yeah. You remember how it was like, okay, we got the material, we got the you know, we're reading the same material, we're doing the same work, but it just felt, it just didn't feel good, and and one yes. and, and it it felt like one dimensional, right? It felt like 
it felt um it Let's felt see. like like we were trying to do something but it wasn't really it wasn't re- it wasn't real mm-hmm. no and definitely mm-hmm. I, I i did have i i had i did have one class that i taught on zoom mm-hmm. i taught a, i i actually kind of got pretty good at teaching the lab classes during that period and i had one class that i taught on zoom which was in a a, a a section of american lit that had four students mm-hmm. and my four students were they were in um they were they were all in still in in china and in thailand and um yeah uh, and there were four asian students they were all still in in asia mm-hmm. um and that class was a really good class it was a great class because <laughs> it was a really we, we we really worked hard together mm-hmm. um so there are exceptions to that kind of thing mm-hmm. but um but yeah no adding on to that um there's there's a saying that communication or mm-hmm. for example interact human action is mm-hmm. probably 10 percent about the vo- the content that's yeah, talking yeah. about 90 percent is is the physical interaction it's like you said it's looking people in the eye mm-hmm. sometimes the physical interaction like you know touching them on the arm or mm-hmm. you know some some sort of physical interaction mm-hmm. that's really important too and that's sort of lost with 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 this digital connection yes you are communicating ideas in mm-hmm. some sense mm-hmm. but then it's it still feels very empty mm-hmm. you know because 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 you're not face to face you're not sitting in front of a person you're not right. interacting right it's just you're just exchanging i don't know yeah what ideas and words yeah right the um i like to i like to say that um that in some ways, you know, when you talk about the, the information age and you talk about the internet and mm-hmm. stuff, um, it's important for us to remember that, that the internet um, and, you know, Google searches and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's um, you know, that's information. Like, we can, we can find out immediately quite easily, like, when, you know, Napoleon was born, for example. Like, yeah, I'm just pulling that out of a hat. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can, like, if we want, if you and I wanted to know that, we could know that information in, like, five seconds because we could Google it and we'd know immediately when Napoleon was born, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true. It's it's remarkable, really. I mean, you know, like, we have so much information at our at our fingertips at any one moment. And not only that, like, you know, I could... If I wanted to, I could pull out my phone right now and I could have a conversation with somebody in Senegal, like right now, mm-hmm. if I wanted to. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. Definitely. So, so it's 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 unusual and extraordinary, right? But it's also like the the you know knowing that the information of knowing when Napoleon was born—that's information, right? It's 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 not if you want that to turn into wisdom or knowledge then it's going to require something beyond just that information what we get from the internet largely is information and that we have to we have to go through a process mm-hmm. in order to kind of transform that information into knowledge and wisdom and that tra- and that process Mm-hmm. involves a lot more than just access to information. So right? what do you think wisdom is? 
how do you define wisdom or how do you define knowledge? Because like you said, you don't think it's information. So what is wisdom in your, in our opinion? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's, a we're question. now, now we're getting to the big picture, right? Yeah, now we're getting to the big, big question. Now we're getting to the big question. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had lots of interesting conversations about this kind of thing. And I think that, um, to me, at least it feels as though there's a, like, if you, like, I've thrown out three words just in the last few minutes and one is information. Yeah. And I've, and I, and I also talked about knowledge. Mm-hmm. And wisdom, mm-hmm. and I think in some ways there's a, a little bit of a hierarchy there. Like perhaps you could, you perhaps you can think about that. I haven't given this. I mean, like I would have to think a lot carefully about this, and I hope that I'm not I'm making any mistakes right now. But I'm I'm thinking that that this that this hierarchy that I'm suggesting between information and knowledge and wisdom, and it has to do with the nature of how we. Um, how we um, absorb and uh, contextualize information and mm. create and create meaning out of it, right? Mm. So, so, um, so the create the creation of of meaning mm-hmm. is the is the process that that um, of of transforming information into knowledge. Mm-hmm. And when you when you begin to talk about wisdom, I think, mm-hmm. for me at least, I think it has to be something beyond the intellectual, right? So this this process of this process of of transforming information into knowledge tends to be a kind of intellectual process, a pretty in your head kind yeah, of process. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking that the transformation from infor- from knowledge to wisdom is one that um, has to do with not just the intellect, but also uh, to use a term that is um, uh, sometimes difficult to define, the spirit, or mm. to involves the spirit or involves um, the, um, the body, right? Mm. Like you need to, you, when you know something in a way that is beyond just the intellectual is that if you know something with your body, with your instincts and with your, with your spirit, guts, yeah, with your with emotions, your, yeah, then, then you begin to develop more, a more embodied knowledge, which I think begins to kind of move into this idea of wisdom. It's very interesting that you brought up, <coughs> brought up this idea of spirit. I've never heard mm. of that before. Mm. I really want to dive into that, but before that, I, I want to s- sort of add on to to, to your point about um, the physical process, mm. because I feel because this is one thing very interestingly. I was just talking to my roommate about this. Mm. We were talking about how we sort of know a lot of knowledge. Mm. We know we know a lot. Like we we've we've been taught a lot in school mm. we've been no we, we we both watch a lot of online content we read a lot of articles mm-hmm. we we learn a lot but then we don't but then i don't feel like i've i've evolved you know what i'm saying mm. like i'm just bombarded with information and i i feel like i'm still the same person mm. and we point we we point out i i i, I didn't apply these knowledge and those are just information stuck in my head 
mm. it hasn't transformed into like you said wisdom or knowledge or mm. skill mm. because i haven't put it out there and 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 done it in society or, or tried it out mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and that's where where the sort of wisdom part comes in so that that was really inspiring from mm. your part um and coming back to this idea of spirit so how how does one sort of find their spirit with with wisdom and i i think that could be a tricky question kind of confusing question but do you do you know what i'm saying mm. yeah uh yeah it is it is a tricky question because you know the so the so in a way um like uh what, what i guess i guess maybe let me bat it back to you yeah. a little bit like what mm-hmm. is, what do you th- what do you think what do you think uh, um is a characteristic of spirit i mean spirit could in my mind could be two form of things one could be faith religion mm-hmm. that type of spirit mm-hmm. which is sort of you know believing that there's something greater than you mm-hmm. and also and just obeying what that sort of spirit god and yeah. and faith is telling you mm-hmm. i think another spirit could be self-driven you mm-hmm. know like for example mm-hmm. um the fire the passion mm-hmm. that could be a spirit like yeah. a passion yeah drive and motivation to do something yeah so I, I i that's that's sort of my take on it i i i think both are important so i don't know what's your take on it right i love i love hearing what you what you're saying <laughs> because you know in in that's that's very very right in a lot of ways but so one of the things that 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 i think about with spirit is that you know it's not like three-dimensional right it's not like you can't knock on it like you would knock on a table like that's mm-hmm. what I, that if, if you're wondering folks what that sound was that was me knocking on a table <laughs> right so um so you you can't it's it's not it's it's not uh it's not something that is seen so much it's not it's not something that you can pick up in your hands and and play with like play-doh <laughs> you know you can't necessarily right um yeah but uh but it's um and yet it is something that is incredibly powerful right and so think about those things that you said like the passion right mm-hmm. like like i know you play soccer right mm-hmm. i i know this from about you because mm-hmm. you were once my student and you wrote yeah. a, you wrote a paper about s- soccer right did i <laughs> yes you did yeah oh yes i did <laughs> yeah so if you think about like when you're on the soccer field right like mm-hmm. And and you're like going for the ball in in the sock on your sock, yeah. Or you're t- you're going to take a shot yeah. or something like yeah. that. Like, think about that. How about how you feel at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. That moment that like where you're where you're winding up to take a shot, mm-hmm. or something like that, right? It's like there's something there, right? There's some incredible passion. There's some incredible energy mm-hmm. there at that at those intense intense moments mm-hmm. right yeah and it's not it's not physical like a table and yet it's like incredibly powerful right mm. and think about like think about that um people who who like people who like i don't know people who like go to war and stuff like that and they mm. they they and they 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 risk their lives for the sake of some belief that they have in their 
in the, you know the goodness of their country or the or the some ideology that they have that that is based on some something that they've been taught, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, it's like there's this strong belief that underlies what they're doing, and sometimes those beliefs can be they can be problematic, right? They can be deeply problematic. There are people who fight for causes that are that are really really deeply flawed right if you Mm -hmm. think about the you know the nazis in germany during the second world war or the or the imperialist japanese soldiers that went out and killed millions of people in china like yeah you know those those people were were uh inspired by a deeply problematic um, cause cause right Mm. um but like but but it's still quite interesting to see how powerful that exactly the people were. It's incredibly powerful, right? Mm-hmm. In some ways, like these these things are like the most powerful things that exist in in kind of in human in human history. Like if you think about the the way that people are motivated by these by these beliefs and ideologies, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so uh, so there's there's definitely something intangible that is at the core and you know what i mean by intangible like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you can't touch it mm-hmm. but it's like but it's at the core of a lot of human motivation right mm-hmm. and um and uh um and it's also there's something about human motivation mm-hmm. that's something unseen that that is also deeply mysterious right deeply mysterious we're not sure about we're not exactly sure about where it comes from or or what it is right and we're in some ways we're we're always trying to figure that out right we're always mm-hmm. trying to figure it out and so many of the world religions are about this process of trying to figure trying to figure out what what is this unseen mysterious quality that is at the core of our of our nature and a lot of religions are trying to kind of try, they're using different symbols and different stories and narratives to kind of come at those, those mysteries, try to find a way into understanding those mysteries. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I bring up spirit as part of the process of developing wisdom mm. is because it is this uh, intangible mystery mm. that is at the core of our human existence, which we're always trying to figure out, and we may never fully be able to figure out. Interesting. Very interesting. <clears throat> so how do you think one can successfully channel their spirits in accordance to to finding their wisdom so we talked about sort of the what the what what the spirit is Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of curious on the how Mm -hmm. how we can use this intangible force to our advantage Mm -hmm. or maybe not to or, so, or not, so it, or so, not, yeah. not only to our advantage, but also just how how do we what it how do we use it? You know, yeah, yeah, because it's there, right? 
See, the thing, this, this phrase that you said to our advantage is, is interesting to me because in some ways, like, I, I reacted against it because I was like, oh, that, that feels a little bit, like, like opportunistic. But mm. then, like, or it feels a little bit like, like, oh, I just, you know, how can I, how can I use it, you know? <laughs> and, but you said our, you said our advantage, right? Mm. And that's the key, right? Not, not how do I use it for my advantage, but how do I use it for our advantage? Our mm. is the key. Right, mm. so, um, uh, so that's that's what I think is so important is that is that the spirit I think, and this kind of gets us back to 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 brings us back to the beginning of our conversation when I was talking about creating community, mm-hmm. is that 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 the spirit, um, at it, that this kind of mystery. Mm-hmm. That it's the core of human experience mm-hmm. also has something important to do with our connection. Mm-hmm. And one way of talking about our connection is to use this word love, right? Mm-hmm. L O V E love, which is which is what um a lot of our religious figures were spent a lot of time talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, uh, so I think using the spirit to our advantage mm-hmm. is uh, a process of discerning how this mystery can uh, work towards compassionate ends, not not towards like getting me into a better situation so that I can make a lot of money and have a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. but more about like making sure that people who are hungry can eat, making sure that people who are freezing to death outside have a place to, to go inside, mm. making sure that, that, uh, that, that those who, um, who have uh, substance abuse problems have the possibility for, for, um, yeah, to be to, to be taken care of. Yeah, yeah. It's I love what you just said. The love for the community. It's why um, I think, and also in recent years, it's been very developing the uh, sort of volunteering, the community mm-hmm. services, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also these um, social programs mm-hmm. that have been sort of promoted in 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 recent years, mm-hmm. like. Um, uh, yeah, our school does it a lot too. Mm-hmm. For example, our workshop program mm-hmm. at, at the core is, is service mm-hmm. and helping other people to, to, and we we do a lot of community service, like go to food banks or also that. Why do you think love is such an important force um, in in communities or also just just in in, in our lives? As, what's as, the as, what's the alternative? Um, I don't know, just <laughs> not caring, not caring. All right. So it's Cause, like, cause one yeah. thing that I do want to bring up, cause with not, not only with like this, not, not, not necessarily self-help movement, but also there's this sort of movement that says, oh, if you want to be successful, you have to be different. Mm-hmm. You have to be unique. You have mm-hmm. to separate yourself from your community mm-hmm. and, and be the, be the number one and all that but mm-hmm. what is your take on that what is your take on love versus 
not caring. Well, I think you've got two different things going on here, but like <laughs> the, the, um, the, maybe, it, yeah, I mean, maybe they're the same in the sense that like when you're, when you're focused intently on yourself, um, then you know, the kind of the self-help that you were talking about, like, like the, the, when, when, when the, when the focus of your, of your life energy is entirely absorbed with your own trajectory, your own personal, um, movement forward and your own ability to get rich or to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, then, um, I mean, it's somewhat inevitable that we're going to do some of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, is it the entire focus of your entire life is the question. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, um, I think like one of the things that mm, like, happens to a lot of people I know it happened to me is that when I f first became a parent um, I realized that the most important person in the world was not myself but the most important person was my child right mm. and so at least for me personally mm. so um, so there's there's a way in which uh, built into our the human experience if you if you're if you're a person who has children there's there's built into your your human experience this this trend this transformation which which moves from uh this experience of just you know prior to having children just like it just just makes perfect sense that the person you're most concerned about is yourself Mm -hmm. <laughs> right that's, yeah. it's like the, um, naturally yeah but then after you after you have a child then it's like oh yeah it immediately makes sense also that it's the focus is not on yourself anymore your focus is on that on your child mm. and so there's there's um there's uh there's a way in which this this development of the human that that the development of the human story as it, as it goes from childhood into adolescence, into, into adulthood is this story of transformation from just being self-absorbed all the time mm. to being, to, to having uh, interest in others mm -hmm. um, and love. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, there's many, 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 many different kinds of love. Mm -hmm. um, and in English, uh, we, we're kind of, we have, we're kind of, we're kind of challenged a little bit in English because we don't have very many words for love. Mm -hmm. In Greek, there are many different words for love mm -hmm. in ancient, in, uh, in <coughs> biblical Greek. And uh, so, and one of the, one of the forms of love that's often talked about in the Bible, for example, is agape, which means selfless love mm -hmm. and it means that that you're that that the love that you're that you're expressing is love that's like that doesn't is not about yourself it's about the it's about the other person selfless love interesting i mean i i really like the the point that you pointed out about in greek there's different like different words for love because i i totally agree with that i feel there is there is different types of love. Mm -hmm. For example, there's the love for your friends, for example. Mm -hmm. 
that's different with your love for your family. Mm -hmm. That's different with your love if you you're suffering, for example, you and your wife. Mm -hmm. That's different for you and your your child. Mm -hmm. That's different from you and your community. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. That's different from yeah. Yeah. you and yourself right. <laughs> too. Totally. Self love. Yeah. Like all these love are, are just different love, and yeah. we, I think each is unique in its yeah. own way, and yeah. and each sort of brings. A different type of spirit and yeah. power yeah. to it, um, and it's it's all it's all different forms of relation, right? Yeah, all different yeah. forms of relation. That yeah. sort of comes back to the point of community. Mm -hmm. But I I do want to go back to this point about selfless love. Mm -hmm. What is the 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 power of selfless love, and what is the purpose or point of selfless love? Like, why should we even give selfless love? when we know we are not going to get anything in return, mm. you know, as, as, as individual beings. Mm. Right. That's, that's it right there. Isn't it? <laughs> that's, I mean, so, so don't you, don't you think like, 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 can you imagine, can you imagine a love that is more meaningful and more pure in a way than the love that doesn't expect anything in return? Like, isn't that, isn't it cool to think about it that way? Like to think about the, the fact that like, it's not a transaction. Like, mm -hmm. like the, we, we in our culture, in, in American culture, uh, are so used to everything being a transaction. We're so, we're so used to every, like if we want to drive, we have to pay for gas. If we want to go from, if we want to, you know, if we want to, to get food, we have to, we have to use Everything is a transaction. And relationships are transactional too. Exactly. And we and think about, oh, is this person going to help my business? Right, exactly. Is this person going to bring me connection so I can, right. you know, get to somewhere else? Right. If you think, if it's like almost everything in our life is a transaction. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Think, imagine, imagine if, if you could have, you could have a relationship with another person that was, that had no transaction. It was not, it was not about you giving something so that you could get something in return. It was just like, it was just, you could just depend on it being there regardless. It's an amazing thing. Like that's the, that's the, that's the, 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 that's in some ways, that's the, the, the way I think probably the closest kind of love to that is, is parental love, the love that parent parents have for their children. We do, We'll do anything for our children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll take any kind of crap from our children because they're our children. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, and, and you know what, you know what they do in return? They completely take it for granted. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what it should be. It's exactly what it should be. Yeah, they should take it for granted because they, because when they're taking it for granted, they are safe. They know that they're loved regardless of what they do. Mm -hmm. So it's not a transaction. It's it's like it's like something that you can depend on. You can really depend on it. Like if 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 I if I was like if I was like uh, if you're you know if I was like oh you know I love you son you know if if you get an A. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you're like that like and then and then and then there then your son is like oh. Okay, uh, boy, I better get an A. Because <laughs> if I get an A minus, 
you know, dad won't love me, right? Like, if there's this if, right? Like, like, and and if there's an if, then it becomes it immediately becomes a transaction, right? Mm. It's like, yeah. But but if there's no if, if it's just if it's if it's if it's not about if it's not about like I'm getting something in return, yeah. Then it's then it's then it's that selfless love. Yeah. Ultimately, much more satisfying to be in a relationship that way. Really, yeah. Because one thing that I really want to add on to that, I want to point out is sort of coming from background of come from China. Mm. A lot of these parent son parent kid relationship mm. is not like you said the selfless love, but a lot of times it's actually like a. Like a transactional love. Do you think so? Um, yeah, a lot of times I see parents they're pushing their child right. to succeed, mm. like forcing them to do a lot of things, making them very right. uncomfortable, and, and like you know, you no know, hitting hitting the kids and also mm. doing and things just to sort of force them to mm. become exceptional and successful. Mm. So I I don't know. So some parents could look good. On themselves, and mm -hmm. they said, "Oh, I done. I've done my part mm -hmm. as a parent to to push my kid to to yeah. Harvard." Yeah, but but that's that's not really love, is it? Or oh, that's pretty complicated to say that because <laughs> I mean, you know, in some ways, um, it's still love uh, that they want you to succeed. Yeah, and it may be that that it may be that that there is a belief that um there there's there's another kind of love right which is called tough love yeah um and this tough love is is a bit what you're talking about kind of this tiger mom thing where it's like it's like you you know i'm gonna be tough on you because you need to know that the world is tough mm -hmm. and you and you need to you need to be able to survive in a tough world and if I'm tough on you, then I'm actually showing you love because I'm because I'm showing you what the world is really like. And then you're going to have the skills on the other end to be able to deal with it, right? That's the theory, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it and it could be that that that's one of the ways that 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 a lot of parents express their love is through is through um, this 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 belief that that they have to make their kids strong in order to, in, in order for them to, to, to be able to survive in a difficult world. And there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of truth to that, you know, but, um, uh, but it does, it does on the surface, it looks transactional, doesn't it? It mm -hmm. looks like, it looks like that, that's that scenario that I was painting earlier where it was like, if you get an A, then I love you kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But don't you think under like, that even though that may be the message that you're getting, you may be getting this message. There may be the people who are getting a message that like, oh, if you get an A, then I love you. Mm -hmm. But um, the truth of the matter probably is that it's not about the it's not about the A. They're gonna love you regardless. But um, but they're but they're you know yeah. But they want you to get the A. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. And you know that that's 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 true of me too. Like I'm not going to go up to my kid and say, "If you get an A, I love you," but I'm also going to yeah, be pretty pleased course. if he gets the A, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So what is this? So I mean, yes, we talked about selfless love and how it's very you know 
it's it's very special unique type of love mm. what is the inherent or just why why should we love someone selflessly like the why because a lot of people choose not to you know yeah and yeah. and it's becoming more more and more of a choice like mm. Um, a lot of people are choosing not to have kids nowadays, and a lot of mm-hmm. people are choosing not to have a, a like a like a like a relationship, and mm-hmm. a lot of lot of sort of things. And also, like you said, relationships are becoming more and more, so to say, transactional or superficial. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. selfless love is disappearing. Why should anyone still want to love someone selflessly? Mm-hmm. Wow, even the fact that you're asking that question is is <laughs> is you know it feels it feels uh, feels kind of sad um, mm. because I mean you know I think to me it's it feels self evident that it's that it's that it's important to be able to kind of um, uh, live with the possibility that that kind of love is there for you. Um, mm-hmm. and that you can express that kind of love for somebody else. Like mm-hmm. in, in a way it's, it's an, it's an ideal that we're, that, that I feel like, you know, we can strive towards, but we may never be able to totally succeed at, but we may, but in the striving towards it, we may become better people. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you're never going to be Pele, but if you try to tried really hard to be Pele, then you would be a better soccer player, right? Um, you know, has often presented itself in our in the human in the kind of the in the human history mm-hmm. um, as uh, as the kind of thing that is is uh, transformative for for the way we perceive our uh, the nature of our lives. Like, for example, people like Dr. King. Mm. Dr. King basically risked everything because of his belief in the human spirit and in selfless love. Um, and he was, you know, and he was, he ended up giving his life for that. Um, but uh, in, in, as a result, a lot of social change happened that mm. might not have otherwise have, cha- have happened. And we're still we're still working towards the change that he envisioned. Mm. Um, so, um, I I would like to think that there's such a thing as a human relationship that is not transactional. <laughs> a transactional human relationship to me feels fake. Yeah. Even though, like, in some ways like we have built into almost every relationship a form of transaction like in a way like my relationship with my students is transactional yeah because i you know i i make money yeah. by being a teacher but but my every attempt that i make to identify with and connect with my students mm. is an attempt to kind of reach towards selfless love rather than transactional love. Mm. Interesting. 
I love that. I, I love how you how you phrase that and how you you recognize that yes, even though there is the the possibility that a lot of there are a lot of transactional love, you still attempt to to make yourself a self. And I think that's such an important message that that needs to be heard mm. because I don't know, but but from what I'm seeing, I'm very concerned that a lot of with with technology with social media people are growing apart and mm-hmm. people are becoming more and more fake so to say mm. mm-hmm. you know like yeah. the the purity of love is 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 fading mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah the um so so much of the way we live our lives is kind of um, we do it by kind of reflex. You know, you know what, what I mean by reflex is like if, if um, have you ever been to a doctor and the doctor hits your knee with a little rubber hammer and your knee goes like that and your leg goes yeah. like this, right? It's your, your leg is doing that movement whether you want it to or not. You, you can't control it. You, he nicks, hits that certain spot on your knee and your leg goes like this. It's a reflex. And we, we have so, so much of our lives is reflexive like we don't think about it we just move without thinking and so um so one of the one of the ways in which we're conditioned to think in a capitalist culture is that if we want something we can buy it right yeah you know if you want something you can buy it and like which 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 essentially means that like the 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 thing that exists between you and what you want Mm-hmm. is a transaction mm-hmm. and that transaction is is gonna is gonna be hopefully it's gonna be mutually beneficial for you and the person who you're buying it from but it doesn't but, always have it doesn't but there are have. things you can't buy right. love, you can't buy love you think so no it's it's if you have to use money to buy it then it's not love yeah right that's what the Beatles said. Can't buy me love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, yeah, the, the, there are so many things. Money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy happiness. Yeah, money does help with happiness. But I think what, what true happiness is has to come down with the love aspect, too. Uh, and, okay. and And the, the and, and sometimes, yes, money does help, but doesn't necessarily just buy love. Uh-huh. Love is more... So how do you how do you how do you get love or how do you how do you love? What is your way to define love? Uh, <laughs> this is a very interesting topic. Um, yeah, I think um, to me, love is about um, tr- you know a, about um, bringing bringing about the sacredness of the person that you're with and and rec- recognizing their their um their sacredness and um doing all that you can to um help that other person flourish in that way to become their the the most that they that they want to be right 
So that's why, so that's this, that's this idea of like selflessness in, involved with love is that, is that it's not, it's, if, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not about bringing, bringing about something for me. Mm. If, if I have selfless love, then it's about bringing about the flourishing of the other person. And if bringing about the flourishing of the other person brings, brings about, you know, your own satisfaction as well, then that's, that's nice, but that's secondary. Mm. So much of, so much of what we understand to be love is about me. Like, you know, it's it's like, I want to be in love. I want to feel this way. I want this, I want that. Right. It's uh, this, this idea of agape, which is this idea of selfless love is this, is the idea that it's not, it's not, for or about me it's for and about you Mm. it's about making sure that you flourish interesting i loved i loved this today's conversation this was not what i envisioned (laughs) at the start i was thinking of something that's related to religion or well this is all this is very related to religion it is very it is very spiritual I thought we were going to talk about, um, we thought we were talking about Scotland or talk about um, literature, all mm. that, but it, yeah. it took a very interesting detour in some sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you connect isn't all that of always? this? Yeah, this is, isn't that always? Uh, yeah. is, how do you connect all of this to what you do, though? Is, is with literature, with English, with, with religion, and with all that? Because that's what, one thing you really value. And Right, literature and English and all this is what you value too. Right. So, um, I mean, the thing the the thing that's amazing about books and about literature is that is that you get to jump into the mind of of people, uh, characters in books and stuff like that 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 find themselves in very unique and often troubling situations and then they have to kind of find their find they have to navigate their way around those difficult situations right Mm -hmm. and uh so it's so what you have in a in a lot of good books Mm -hmm. you know you have you have um people earnestly doing what they can to try and figure out the mystery that is at the core of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the amazing thing is, is that we can identify with anybody who's trying to do that. Uh, what they could be like, you know, they could be, you know, some nomadic tribesman in the middle of the Sahara, someone who has absolutely no connection to me at all, mm-hmm. and yet their desires and their needs and their their the mysteries that that lean on them mm-hmm. are this may very well be the one that's very similar to the ones that lean on me mm. right because we're involved in the same uh same struggle to to work out that same mystery mm-hmm. so Literature is a fantastic tool for that process. 
connect with with someone else mm -hmm. see another perspective and it's also like it's a great form of of inspiring an understanding of empathy mm. and uh, because you can actually jump into another person's mind another person's heart another person's motivations mm -hmm. right? yeah um and fears and joys um Mm -hmm. so um in that way it becomes it becomes a a, a way of um trying to put story on top of that that search for mystery that we were talking about earlier yeah and it comes back to the point of emotional connection to mm -hmm. oh, or um, of community mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. of being able to empathize with um different people with being able to understand different pe different different yeah. circumstances and mm -hmm. through the lens of stories and exactly and connecting and, and connection build the connection mm -hmm. <clears throat> i really enjoyed today's conversation um and um yeah i'm really grateful that we were able to to, to have this conversation it's it's been mm -hmm. such an eye-opening journey to 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 hear about selfless love in spirit which i don't really haven't really like thought deep about and mm -hmm. thank you for that really yeah. appreciate it well, you're welcome and um well, I mean, that's that's the first time that we've talked about something like this before yeah. and i'm really yeah. surprised and i'm really grateful too you know oh you're welcome um, but thank you so much for today. And uh, one last question for you. Uh -huh. Actually, two last. How how long do you think we've been here? Uh, maybe so, maybe almost an hour. Yeah, you're right on. It's one hour mark. Wow, it's yeah. it felt fast. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Did you like it? Did yeah. you have a good time here today? Yeah, totally. I hope that like. I'm not, you know, I hope I don't like go and do some research and find out that I was entirely wrong about all of it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's fine. It, I mean, it's the, like, once again, it's the bigger picture. It's your bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. It's your, your why. Yeah. You know, it's your, your take on things. And I, I love it. Yeah. Um, but thank, um, once again, um, to all listeners, thank you all so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye bye.